Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I have built a set of mathematical models named Sideline that assign probabilities to various sports outcomes. You know more about the model during the course of this episode. It's to cover five Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on Thursday, April 20th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and our community rules. Also, if you're interested in projections and picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link's in the show description. But even if you're not there, still thrilled to have you here. Remember that sports are unpredictable. So the discussion of this show projects a typical game and does not try to forecast it to a T as that'd be a foolish and impossible goal. I've talked about this before, but the concept is we don't know what's going to happen beforehand. So we like to think about what if they were to play this game 100 times, how would it play out? 60 times, 50 times, 40 times, that sort of thing. It's kind of the way we're looking at it. We're going to get one of those realizations. We just don't know which one. Sometimes we get run-of-the-mill ones. Sometimes we get things kind of at the tails. It's a long-run investment strategy. It's not trying to go for glory and win all the money in the world in three days. The idea being we're going to have good variants, we're going to have bad variants, we're going to have ups and downs, and the long-term will be profitable. And in any single day, unfortunately, that's just an impossible reality to promise that for any gambler uh gonna get right to it here uh, but before i do some reminders please hit the like button if you're on youtube also if you aren't yet please consider subscribing or following it's free and if you turn on notifications almost any of the college basketball mlb or college football content this channel provides a reminder agar money then plays return four units that is the risk plus win equals four maybe we're us two and a half units to win one and a half might risk one and a half to win two and a half we always make it add up to four for the a grades b grades add up to three c to two uh, that way we're risking proportionally more on favorites than dogs kind of scales it for us. That allows us to take bigger favorites and bigger dogs without being overexposed one way or the other. It's just the way I like to do it. But with regards to the scaling to the picks, everything, take what you like and leave the rest. Afternoon game here. Going to back the Twinkies at plus 106. C grade pick against the Red Sox. Model says it should be Red Sox minus 111. So they should be slightly favored. But I'd rather be on the Twins here at plus odds than the Red Sox at a price like minus 125. I think this is a pretty split matchup with regards to starting pitchers, Kinta Maeda and Tanner Houck. I think both guys are decent. Neither one's been dominant so far. Both these guys, are they're, they're decent, maybe slightly better than average. Nothing really to talk about that, you know, that much about these two guys. They're okay. Um, Bullpen-wise, massive edge Twins. Offensively, in general, these offenses are pretty similar. The difference being the Twins being more right-handed heavy, the Red Sox being more left-handed heavy. It does go advantage Red Sox here offensively. Slight edge Red Sox offensively. Not a massive one. Not nearly as big as the Twins bullpen helps them out being one of the better bullpens in baseball. It's a pretty coin toss game. Model says Red Sox win 52.5% of the time. So plus 106, only a C grade because the value is not great. But again, if I'm betting this game in the afternoon, I'd rather have the Twins at plus odds and the Red Sox at big minus odds. Don't really know what's going to happen in this one. So again, plus 106, something I'm adding to my portfolio, but scaled back because I don't think the value proposition is there to go heavier on. We want to go heavier on where there's a lot of value. That's what gets us the A grades. This value, not, you know, Something I'm jumping up and down, running to the window for, but something that's not a terrible play back in the Twins here at plus odds. Weatherwise, we're going to start off in the upper 50s, close in the low 60s, and the wind will be blowing out 
to right center field at almost 10 miles an hour in what's already a very hitter-friendly ballpark at Fenway. It's not going to be the one of the 40-degree days, the wind blowing out, expecting a lot of runs. Again, both these starting pitchers are decent. The bullpens are decent. But in a hitter's park, in a day game here, wind blowing out, we should see a lot of runs. I'm definitely liking the over here, especially if you can get over nine, which is the number that I'm seeing right now. A sideline projects a total of 10.1, so an overplay, a pretty smart investment here, in my opinion. Probably better than the Twins. I'm making all the official picks on the sides just to keep things consistent. But again, if you're tuning in to listening here, I think the over is probably a stronger play, especially if you're able to lock in over nine. 4 or 5 p.m. Eastern Angels at the Yankees sticking up in the Northeast getaway day games. Angels plus 135. It's a C-grade pick. I like backing the Angels here just because I think that pa- uh, Patrick Sandoval is underrated. Everyone knows that Nestor Cortez is good, but I don't think Sandoval's that far behind Cortez. Both these guys have similar stories. Their actual underlying metrics haven't been that great, so there's a little bit of cause for concern going forward if you if you read into the three games that they've pitched so far, but both of them project to be just fine. Their results have been fine. I do think they're going to come back to earth a little bit, both these guys, but again, I don't think Sandoval's that far behind Cortez. I think these guys are both pretty similar pitchers. Both are very good. Obviously, the Yankees have an edge with regards to the relievers. The Angels bullpen is pretty terrible. But offensively, I like this Angels offense better. And I love the fact that we can get this Angels offense against a lefty as they project better as given all the right-handed hitters in their lineup. So you've got an Angels offense against lefties that's one of the top ones in baseball with a guy like Patrick Sandoval. We haven't backed the Angels much this year, but this is kind of the spot to do it, getting decent plus odds, one of their better pitchers on the mound, facing a lefty, which benefits their offense. Angels not a bad player at plus 135, only a C-grade play because the model says it should be 137. So not really, again, the greatest edge here, but enough that I think it's worth a look. Total on this one's eight and a half. Model says 8.3. We're going to have a wind blowing mostly in, maybe across. Kind of hard to tell this far out. Across slash in. It's either going to be neutral for the pitchers or it's going to help the pitchers. And kind of similar weather to what we talked about in Boston, except flipping. We're going to start in the low 60s and close in the upper 50s. Pretty well-priced total. The pitcher's better in this game than that one up in Boston. And again, a lot of hitter-friendly ballpark here versus Fenway, which is extremely hitter-friendly. And again, difference in the win. So it makes all the difference in the totals, just thinking about the difference between the pitcher caliber, the ballpark, and the wind is why I'm not on this over. Passing on the total, but Angels plus 135, not a man investment. If you get to plus 140, that would be a B grade. That would be a little bit more exciting as it gets up towards plus 150. Now you're talking A grade value. Again, the grade is based off of the value proposition that it offers us. Again, I think the Angels are worth a stab here. It's not that Nestor Cortez, I have anything against him. Again, a good pitcher. I just think that Patrick Sandoval's right behind him, and I don't think he's being priced that way. So maybe a tiny bit of value here taking the Angels to get as long as you're getting at least plus 135. The night game, 640 p.m. Eastern. Uh, oh, look, we're going to fade the Rockies a lot. Uh, I kind of figured, again, the model gives them a bigger home field advantage. I kind of figured we'd fade them mostly on the road and back them a little bit more at home. And we've gone pretty hard with the Pirates here in the first in the in the three game series they had, and that's worked out really well. Pirates may be a little bit undervalued, but a lot of it is again the Rockies are just an overvalued team. I don't know why people don't realize this. This team is terrible. At home, I do think they have a chance to do a little bit better. They sure didn't think it's the Pirates on the road. I just think it's generally a bad story for them. Back in the Phillies here, who haven't 
also been impressive, but are still a much better team than this Rockies team at home. Minus 188 is an A grade. Sideline says it should be Phillies minus 224, that they win this a nice 69% of the time. Biggest difference here is, you know, everything. The Phillies offense right around league average, much better than the Rockies who do hit well at home. But once you get away from home, they do not hit well at all. Phillies bullpen better than average Rockies bullpen, not. And again, Matt Strom here for the Phillies, a slightly above average pitcher. He's looked really good in his three starts and the underlying metrics actually say that it's not a mirage, that he's actually a decent pitcher. He's shown flashes before. He's a guy that I've had in fantasy baseball many years ago. He's had flashes. The question's always been, can he stay healthy and can he put it together for multiple innings? Even if he's only going five innings with this Phillies bullpen, that's not bad. That's about what he's done so far. Going four or five innings, not really a problem. If he throws well, that's what he's done so far. And I think he can keep doing it. I think he's an above average pitcher versus Ryan Feltner, who is not. 8.78 ERA in those three starts. Part of that's a little bit coarse inflated, but his park neutral projection that I have for him says his ERA should be around five. The underlying metrics say that's about right as well. I feel like I'm a you know broken record with these Rockies pitchers, but for the most part, most of them are just terrible. He's one of the worst starting pitchers in baseball. And that's, again, park independent. That's not about anything with Coors Field. I just don't think he's that good. Phillies have edges all over the field and at home. And I know they've been disappointing so far, but this number should be a lot higher. So let's take advantage of that. And even though it's a little bit of a price to pay, lay the lumber here with the Phillies. This is why I mentioned at the top, the way I scale A-grade plays, B-grade plays, all these to win four units. That way we're not quite risking as much. As you might be otherwise, it kind of it does have you risk a little bit more because it's a big minus play, but not quite as much as if you're flat betting. It kind of brings that into a little bit better balance, which I think is really important when playing money line sports uh, or money line bets throughout your sports. You know, point spreads a little bit different story, but by doing really exclusively money line type wagers, even if you're doing run lines, you got weird odds, right? I think this scaling system helps us uh, keep the right wagers on the table and scale them appropriately. So again, that's why I scale it this way that the win plus risk will equal four for this play. I think the Phillies a great investment here at minus 188. If you do a money line parlays again, my recommendation don't put all, you know, don't put one team in six different ones. Don't go for 16 parlays, keep them small two, max three, but even then I really would recommend keeping it to two. Don't double up on teams, but if you're doing a two team money line parlay, Phillies would definitely be one that I think is worth the investment these pitchers are terrible. Model says we should be expecting 9.9 runs on average. The actual total I'm seeing is nine. So an over might be the way to go. And specifically, if I was going to play a team total, Philly's team total over would not be a bad investment. Should be a nice night to hit home runs with a slight breeze blowing out and nicer weather and the Rockies pitchers there. So uh, lots of ways to back the Phillies here. Just don't go too heavy across the board. Cause I understand there's those, some of those are correlated, but Philly's team total over game over or again my favorite play on this one just being the Phillies minus 188 is the way to go 7 40 p.m eastern Dodgers the Cubs let's back the home Cubbies here at minus to where I think the Cubs should be favored I don't think they're a bad play here this is about as high as I want to play it though at minus 115 sideline says it should be Cubs minus 108 so I just don't want to get too carried away and be playing a minus 120 or minus 125 because the name of the starting pitchers that matters absolutely and I definitely want to be back in Italian I just don't want to do it at a crazy price because if this game happens to be one nothing Cubs or two to one Cubs in the sixth inning and the starters are done the Dodgers stand a real chance of coming back given the bullpen strength that they have again that said the Cubs bullpen's done well so I don't mind backing them here I'm not sold on them yet, but 
they're pitching pretty well so far. This Cubs team's looking pretty good. As long as it's not too crazy of odds, I don't want backing them. I don't, I don't really think we should be blind fading this Dodgers team. I think there's a realistic chance we're going to look back and say, my goodness, we were able to get plus odds in the Dodgers against a not like, you know, Astros or, or whatever, you know, top tier team, you know, Braves, that sort of thing. And we're going to wish we had taken the plus odds in the Dodgers. There's a realistic chance that we look back and say, there's a realistic chance we look back and this Dodgers team still wins hundred games. And we just laugh off how slow of a start it was. That said, this is one of the weaker Dodger teams that we've seen. So there's a chance maybe they're human. There's a chance maybe they should be faded. I'm not saying blindly fade at all, but I'm a little bit more kind of as each game goes along, a little bit more okay fading the Dodgers than I would have been a week ago. I still think they're a really good team. It's just not, it's not as crazy as it sounds as they continue to struggle. The struggles being real fading them here against the Cubs. team that's playing really well at home. Not the craziest idea. Only a C grade, partially because of the value here. Again, if the model says it should be minus 108, to get to a B grade, we're looking for more like minus 105. Partially because of the fact that, again, playing too heavy against the Dodgers, this year has worked really well, but in general hasn't worked well in the last, it seems like, decades. So don't want to get too carried away fading the Dodgers here, but I don't mind putting a little bit against them, especially backing a guy like Talion. The hope that he's able to go six or seven, though, unlike what he's mostly done so far this season, that would be key for the Cubs here, shorten their bullpen, getting to choose their matchups. That's going to be what gives them a real chance to win this one. I think they got a shot minus 115, not a bad play, but only a C grade. Weatherwise, 82 degrees, excuse me, 66 degrees, looked at the wrong line there, 66 degrees at first pitch, mid 50s to close. So it's chilly night, but the wind will be blowing out right now. It looks like at about 10 to 15 miles an hour. Because of that, you have to wonder how many home runs are going to get hit. The model's projecting 9.6, but as I always mentioned, the wind matters the most at Wrigley, given the fact that they don't have those grandstands in the outfield, and that makes the wind blowing in really powerful, and the wind blowing out can get carried away pretty crazy. It's just a different park than most parks in the country, so the wind really matters there. There's a reason there's no total out as of the time of this recording. So assuming the weather doesn't change, I'd love to get me an over 9. I don't know what we'll see. Who really knows? The sports books wait until there's better weather, weather information, and the weather might change enough to the point where when I run the update in the morning, I might not be projecting 9.6. We'll see exactly what the weather looks like in Chicago. But for now, if we continue to see slightly chilly temperatures, but strong winds blowing out, uh, given the fact that the model doesn't really love the Cubs bullpen, it doesn't really love Grove as a starter, thinks that there should be more runs than not, especially given the fact that this Cubs team offensively seems to be picking it up and looking a little bit better. Uh, than I initially thought all season long uh, with the way they're going. So something to keep an eye on there with the total, but nothing else as long as the Cubs are in this low minus 110s area, I think it's worth a look. Last game, 9.40 p.m. Eastern, Padres at the Diamondbacks. Again, there's two other games today. Uh, both of them are picks that are A grades that I really like. One of them is the A-plus play of the day. So, again, if you're interested in that, sign up on Dub Club. That link's in the show description. But this was worth talking about because the fact that I now project uh, the Padres going forward with Fernando Tatis, that matters a whole lot, of course. He should be in the lineup here for Thursday's game. And that takes the Padres' offense from good to great. Now, exactly how will that show up? I'm not really sure. And I mentioned the last couple of days, I'd be this Padres offense, and that's gone really well. If you've been back in these Padres team total unders, you've been doing great. Part of it is, again, I'm a little bit concerned that Soto 
just hasn't looked quite right the last it's been a little while now it's not just this season you have to wonder about the depth of that lineup now the depth of course helps out now that we're getting a guy like Tatis back in the lineup and we get a guy like Odor out of the lineup say so the Padres offense should be definitely better now I'm not really sure how much he's going to fix it's a it's an interesting question we'll find out maybe he solves all of their problems Maybe he doesn't. Maybe the problems are bigger than just him. So I'm not really sure. The model, though, just does love this Padres lineup with him back and gives bumps them up into a top five offense. That's the reason I'm able to back the Padres here is Tatis can be a game changer. He's obviously not going to control the whole game himself, ask Mike Trout. But the difference is, is even though this Padres offense has struggled, they still have a whole lot more weapons than the Angels do. So while Trout's you know a game changer but stuck with just basically him and Otani and occasionally a third or a fourth hitter, depending on who's hot. This Padres team does have a whole lot more potential to get really rolling behind Tati. So this Padres offense, again, just a little bit of a different animal than the angels one. And I think Tatis can make a big difference. Minus 120 is a B grade. Sideline says it should be minus 121. I have no faith in either one of these pitchers, Michael Walkett and Ryan Nelson. Nelson's had good results, but the underlying metrics for both of these guys suggest they should be having ERAs in the upper fours. That's about where they project below average pitchers. So when you take away the pitchers and you look at it, this Padres bullpen, not great. Probably a slight edge to the Diamondbacks there, but the offense of the Padres, I think, has a massive edge, again, with Tatis back, and that's what gives them a win probability around 55%. Well, I'm comfortable backing them here at minus 120 as a B grade. If it gets to minus 125, I'd still be on the Padres, but that would be a C and not a B grade pick. Here's the one we're going to start off with 82 degrees at first pitch, around 70 degrees to close. So a nice night in Arizona. I mean, they might have the roof open. Not really sure. Could be also one of those nights where they start with the roof closed, open it up. Who really knows? But if they are going to go with the roof open, and this is an interesting note, if they are going to go with the roof open, sideline projects 9.9 runs because it's going to be relatively warm relative to what temperature that park normally plays at with the roof closed. And so we have are going to have a more run-friendly environment because of that extra heat. If I were to tell it, the model that the dome that the roof's going to be closed, that projection would go maybe more from like 9.9 down to about 9.5. So something to keep an eye on here because we are kind of right at the borderline. If I'm not really sure what will happen as we move forward, the system will automatically know 95 degrees in Arizona. As we get into the summer, 110 degrees in Arizona, right? It'll just say roof closed. It's going to be a nice 72 degrees in there, or 74, whatever they, they, they can cool it down to. And we kind of know what we're dealing with, but on a night like, like this, might have the roof open. That would give you a little bit more runs. I'm seeing a total of nine and a half or 10 out there. And the reason I say that is I wouldn't be going over nine and a half or 10, even though I don't really like either one of these pitchers. But if the roof is closed and you're able to get under 10, that might not be a bad look because the model projection would come down. If they are going to keep the roof open, I wouldn't touch nine and a half or 10. I think that's pretty spot on. So that's all I got for you here today. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content provided on this channel is dropped right into your feed. Be back again tomorrow with more baseball betting content. Until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.